Last time on Knights of the Roll Table, Team Valiant found themselves in a nomadic camp of friendly Ifriti, displaced by a tyrannical bully of their own kind. They agreed to try and take care of this guy, known as Gohal the Brutal. Meanwhile, Team Slate go after their third target, a wizard named Rodos, who lives in a forest tower outside of Castra City. On their way, they meet a colony of Silocybes, who are missing many of their kin. The party agrees to look for them, but they have to deal with the wizard first. Sidia takes you out through the back. Eventually, the uh, the nice covering of uh, darkness and dampness is kind of given way, and the bright sunlight uh, again kind of comes out, and you see that there is this section of forest that has been cleared out, and you can see that there's stumps of uh, trees and stumps of these giant mushrooms that have been um, cleared out. And you see that this uh, barren hill that now has a bunch of uh, rock and gravel leading up to it to this stone tower that, you know, is cylindrical in shape and comes up what looks like, you know, three or four stories. Part of the uh, mushroom forest that uh, would continue here is kind of uh, gone away over on the side and Senio says I I cannot go beyond I cannot go into the sunlight Uh, the flesh bones must go the rest of the way alone thanks Senio alright you gonna stay here for for when we come back or should we just find our way back to your village afterwards Senio can wait can I uh, roll perceptin to see if I spot a Lorax (laughs) sure (laughs) you don't it's a licensed property no licensed property (laughs) It's a it's a Zarlor. <laughs> it's a faux. I'm the Zarlor. I speak for the mushrooms. <laughs> and this is whack. All right. Um. <laughs> Hip hop Lorax, please, Jeff. Please do it. <laughs> Just. <laughs> I'm the Zarlor, and I'm here to say deforestation <laughs> is not okay. Oh my god! Stop. <laughs> uh, you guys are standing before the wizard tower of Drodos Devona, the last target on your list of names, and you have a clear path straight to his front door as you guys are leaving the mushroom village. Hey, uh, I'm gonna uh, use that potion and drink that potion, and I rolled a four. Legit. And, um, I'm going to add it to my perception checks for the next hour. All right. I would like to look around and see if there's a, a hidden entrance or some sort of, you know, a, a, not not a front door, but maybe a side entrance or like a some sort of thing that would lead us up to the top. Roll a perception check with your plus four plus from the four. elixir of Dagani. Natural yeah. 20. Oh, dang. No. Dang. 25. Plus four, so 25. Wow. Okay, so you're looking at this, 
After a little bit, you see that, like, maybe there's some sort of, like, magical sheen. Like, some sort of, like, ripply waviness happening on a few of the, on, like, this little section of bricks. You don't really know, but you just kind of see, like, oh, there's kind of this door-shaped, like, cloaked, uh, you know, like the predator in cloak mode uh, over on the side here. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Come over here. I see something. Uh, my, my arcane senses went off, and uh, I, I see a couple of bricks that aren't are not quite looking what they seem to be. So I think this might be like a, a, a secret entrance. We should definitely go in this way. Can we all fit? Yeah, it's a, it's a regular door. I just it, mean, the, like, if we try and go at the same time, are we going to be able to fit? Well, I'll go first, and I just go right through. <laughs> All right. Uh, you, as you kind of come up, you feel, and you you see that, like, there's some sort of, uh, like, uh, major image uh, illusory spell, and you uh, are able to kind of find a doorknob, and you uh, pull the door open and uh, are able to walk through. And what you see is this, uh, this kind of – this tower is maybe um, – it is maybe like 20 feet in diameter, and so it's not terribly large, uh, but you enter into this uh, very humble-looking uh, round room that is kind of this base level, and you see the front door on the other side is barred closed. Up above the door frame, there's a couple vials that have some sort of weird liquid in there, oh. and... You think that if you'd have tried to go through the front door, even if you were able to somehow get it open, there was probably traps there too. So you uh, really lucked out. I want to disarm it, and I want to try and take the vials. All right, so uh, you use you use your skills, and real quickly with uh, deft and. Uh, measure you're able to take down uh these little vials and now you have uh, a little vial of some sort of green liquid and i have no idea what they do or i can infer what, what i mean i know they're probably not good probably not healing potions you would have to kind of you know open it up and either smell it or pour it out or that do sounds like a bad idea so i'm just gonna hang on to them that's fine that's fine okay sure. you have four four little potions of green liquid or four little Vials of green liquid. Uh, does anyone want one of these? I, I'm, 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 or I can just hang on to them and utilize them when the time comes. Well, it, I mean, if you're handing them out, I'll take one. All right. There we go. Biscuit hats. One. I'm going to smell it. All right. So uh, you uncork the little uh, cap, and as you bring it close to your face, uh, it just uh, instantly kind of... Uh, uh, all your nose hairs go your, away. <laughs> uh, your nose hairs and your sinus like uh, like uh, you know when you have like what's that uh, like horseradish or like oh. really <laughs> strong wasabi and it just destroys your sinuses uh, you just just bringing it close like that you get that sensation uh, from igneous it. is even more uh. hairless than usual <laughs> yeah. His face. oh I think it's bad it's a bad thing you can, I don't know what it would do if you drank it or you threw it, but if somebody smells it, it would certainly be distracting. Yeah, it seems very Bernie. Uh, I am once again serious. asking you to yeah. <laughs> poison your foes. <laughs> All right, uh, so uh, you guys see that uh, on the side of the tower, there is a staircase that is 
uh, ascending, going to the next level up. Um, I can, if you'd like for me to go out uh, in front, I am rather stealthy. I could take the lead. I would like that. Yeah, last time I tried that, it didn't work out so well for anyone. So, I yeah, let's will have do you that. Do I would like to move out. I want to be at least about 60 feet in front of the group. Um, okay. And I'm going to attempt to stealthily make my way up the thing. All right. Go ahead and roll a stealth check. Oh, that's a nine. Nine. Okay. I'm I'm still looking around using my perception. Just I'm like way perceptive right now. <laughs> you took I'm, Adderall. Uh, basically. Basically. <laughs> Look at that! Look at that! Look at that spider on the wall! Look at that! Look at those cracks! <laughs> All right, so go ahead and roll a perception, and Deidre, go ahead and roll a perception too as you're climbing. Up Nineteen the on that one. All right. D four. To be fair, I'm like plus seven for stealth. I just rolled a two. Twenty-two perception. All right, so both of you guys, as you're kind of starting, uh, you see that um, this is kind of a, a wood staircase, so there's uh, planks of wood sticking out uh, that are coming up, and you see that there's one that looks like it's a little off. It looks like it's a little more uh, sunk down or a little more up on one side or the other. You can't oh. really tell, but it looks like it's a little bit off. Danger. I'll, I'll uh, cast Mage Hand, and I'll kind of like, point at this one i'll be like everybody don't step on that one that that one's a little shaky can i like take a closer look at it and see if it's something that i could possibly disarm uh sure roll another percept you want perception or investigation Ooh, investigation yeah for sure 15 15 so you take a look and uh this looks like it's definitely magical in nature whatever the thing is that would set it off you wouldn't be able to disarm because it doesn't have any mechanical uh, components to it so all right probably best to avoid i'm just going to avoid it altogether i uh i should have done this earlier but uh here you go and i will use two key points to cast pass without trace all right, Pass Without Trace is on, so you guys feel very uh, stealthy as you're uh, heading up. You're able to see that there's kind of almost a labyrinth of bookcases filled with all sorts of different books, and you can't see a clear path kind of around. There's kind of uh, three different ways that you could go, and the bookshelves seem like they're making some sort of maze, and you can't really see over. It's just kind of... S- floor to ceiling in books here so someone will have to choose a direction to go either one two or three i'm gonna go with three you kind of head down three and it kind of gets uh, a lot skinnier you're kind of going through these narrow stacks uh, i'm rather slender so like, oh, of course not a problem for deidre of course um and so uh you kind of go through and you kind of round a corner and uh you kind of come to uh, a dead end do the do the books go to the ceiling? Pretty much. There's kind of bookcases that go all the way to the ceiling, and there's just books loaded in and and stacked on top of each so other. So if I wanted to climb up to like see, it's just not. That's not. It's a non-starter. Yeah. Okay. It's there's not enough room here. These are like built-in bookcases that go. All I mean, the way I'm a cat, so I see bookcases. I just want to go up to the you, top. You, you want to go up <laughs> to the top. You you actually find a little nook, and you're able to kind of. Uh, you know, it'd be a perfect place to nap if you had a few uh, hours. Having reached the dead end, I'm just going to look back at everybody and just put the the cut uh, hand motion at my neck like, nah, this ain't it. All right. All right. You guys uh, 
make your way back. I was going to ask, do we want to take a look at any of these books? Do any of the books look interesting or different, or is it all just like airport paperback novels? So Yenny and Biscuit kind of start to look at the books, and you see that um, some of I'm them... I'm more throwing them on the ground. Sure. I think Biscuit's the one taking the look. Sure. Biscuit's trying to uh, decipher them. You're just kind of getting a sense of the bindings. Is this one thick, and how much does this one weigh, and things like that. Um, what you're able to see is that there is... Uh, all seem to be kind of a somewhere between like uh, textbooks and reference books, maybe old spell books of former wizards. They're all related to magic in some way, but they're not. There's certainly not any light, breezy reading. Some of them are in languages that you don't understand. Uh, many of them are in scripts that you've never seen before. It's really a, a really eclectic mix that is would need deciphering and decoding to fully understand what each of these different tomes is meant for or supposed to do. It's if there's a if there's a spell apparent. book, I'll I'll take a spell book. Okay, you find one that looks like it's maybe a, a spell book of a, another wizard or or something. And uh, okay, I'll just I'm, I'm gonna take one that it's in draconic and uh, Yenny's yeah, still tossing stuff in his like. Ugh, who even has time to read all this stuff? Alright, so you take... Biscuit takes a draconic book. Cool. We'll we'll have to see what that does later. Alright, so you guys backtrack. You went down uh, kind of the third entrance there to no avail. And uh, which way now? One? Number two? two. Number two. Number two. Summon Frog. And uh, as you say, summon frog. Uh, a frog uh, appears right in front of you. <laughs> oh, you Hello, frog. Uh, hey, hey. How are you? How are you doing? What's your name? My name's Bert. What's, Hello, Bert. What's your name? Uh, Igneous. Nice to meet you. All right. Hey, Bert. Uh, would you mind going through that doorway right there, in the doorway number two? See, see, see how it looks. Okay. Then he goes. And kind of hops uh, over, goes around the corner a little bit, and he comes back. <laughs> <laughs> That's not that a is jumping such noise. Such a gross noise. <laughs> That's a gross noise. Okay. He's kind of wet. He's no, a little wet. He's just, noise. Like, yeah. But it doesn't just sound. It There's sounds, some suction. Yeah, the suction. The suction's what's like. <laughs> I'm like, there is some gripping that's happening on that floor that like is unnecessary. He might be able to jump up the wall. He's like a tree frog. <laughs> Look, when you DM a season, you can do whatever sound effects you want a frog to be. But for my season, it's going to be. <laughs> All right. And uh, what I say his name was, Bud? Um, Bert. Bert. Bert hops back. He says to Igneous, there's a treasure chest over there. Oh, cool. Bert the frog says there's a treasure chest in there. And, and uh, he was not obliterated when he went through the doorway, so that's good. That Let's doesn't go. mean that it's not something that we should be cautious about. Right, right. You go first. Okay. <laughs> um, I would like to go, and I want to look for traps. Okay. Uh, roll a perception for traps. 21. Dirty 21. 21. You don't see any traps. Looks like it's just there's so much books and stuff here. It doesn't look like there's any, like, any room to hide a trap here. Can I, like... I want to, like, investigate the treasure. Uh, there's something weird about this treasure chest. That's it? Yeah, it looks like 
it might be something else pretending to be a treasure chest. Throw the potion at it. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's a good idea. Uh, I'm gonna back away and I'm gonna kind of like look at everybody and I'm gonna give them like the little finger circle, like get ready, and then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the universal symbol for get ready as you take your finger and you make a little circle with it and you're like, it's uh-huh. it's time. <laughs> and then I'm going to uh, th- throw my ball of potion at the thing. Okay, go ahead and roll a ranged attack. Uh, I'd like to be ready. I'm going to pull out my rapier so that's ready okay. to go as well. 11 to hit. You throw it, and uh, it uh, breaks open, and the uh, green liquid goes on the chest, and it uh, begins to sizzle, and it just begins to make a a crazy sound like that. You see the shape of it kind of um, begin to contort, and you kind of hear this strange sound kind of emanate from it, and eventually uh, you hear this... Ah, and uh, the form of it gives way, and a small mushroom person is kind of laying down uh, on the side and, and is going, Ow! 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 Ah! Ow! Get it off! Uh-oh. Ow! Get it off! Like, oh, no! Oh, like one of those fun guys! The mushroom person was in the chest, or the mushroom person was the chest? They were the chest. Okay. Oh, that's not what I thought it was going to happen at all. Uh, do I have any, like, water or anything I can put on it? I think I've got. Uh, you, I've got like a water skin. Yeah, you you squirt a little water and it goes. Ah, oh, he goes. Oh, oh God, thank you. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. You know you uh, were a chest, right? Oh, I, I don't know the, the wizard. Uh, they took me and uh, changed me, and I, I haven't had, been able to move at all. Oh, my. You've saved me. Thank you. There's that they again. Are there more than one wizard? (laughs) There's... uh, There is only the wizard here. All right. Right. Uh, Do you know where this wizard would be in relation to our location right now? Oh, I don't know. (sighs) Uh, Maybe... Maybe up? I don't know. I I was changed, and I couldn't move, and I could barely... perceive anything for that whole time I've been trapped like that for weeks well you're not very helpful all right moving on I uh, do you have any sense of can it? I get out of here <laughs> yeah I just can... go down the stairs and out the back door you Ca- be fine. careful though okay. the sun the sun is out and I get the impression oh. that your people don't like that much maybe grab yeah, a book maybe. as an umbrella oh, yeah, yeah. Give, give me another spray of the water uh, ooh, uh, that feels hey, nice. do you have any sense of if there's any others trapped like you were? I think that they were trying to make an example of me because uh, I was trying uh, to fight them. Mm. A rebel. I like that. All right. But it, it didn't work. So and, uh, I think I'm just going to go home. I see what ha- you're ha- saying about the they thing, Eric. It is a little disconcerting, isn't it? Right. So how did they uh, turn you into a chest? They waved their magic wand, and I became that. All right. And uh, what were you doing to fight them when this happened? I 
had a sharpened stick, and I was going to poke them with it. All right, so clearly he, he's uh, got some tricks up his sleeve. All right, well, uh, listen, we we had a, we met one of your friends. Um, what's his name? Uh, Fum, you know, back in back in your village. Fum, yes, I know them. Yeah, so uh, why, don't, why don't you get out here? Just go down the steps. Watch out for there's one that's kind of weird. So just be careful with some of the steps, you know, because one of them's uh, trapped maybe, and and uh, head out the invisible door. Okay. <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> or you can just hang out in the hallway and we're going to take care of this wizard guy. Okay, maybe I'll stay right here. Okay. Okay. I wish I wish you all luck. What's your name, friend? My name? <laughs> My name is Obai. 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 Obai, Obai. We'll be back in a bit. Okay, bye. All right, you you head back and you go down the only path that you haven't gone down before, and sure enough, it leads up to a, another set of stairs to go up another level. Okay, let's let's go. I'm gonna go up front. Okay, roll a perception up this last set of stairs. Stairs, my only weakness. Twenty one, man. I'm like rolling all of these like it's technically I rolled a 16 but I'm plus 5 so hey You're rolling hot Jen. I am well I had some crummy ones earlier Listening back to some of the other ep- uh episodes you you get in a roll of sometimes having some bad rolls in a row but I I'm mean glad I it's I use out. the app so I feel like it's probably got a toggle on it for like suck that just gets yeah. switched that's like <laughs> ah! All right, as you guys are going up, Deidre, you stop uh, dead in your tracks, and you see, uh, leading up, just as the room kind of goes into this spiral uh, staircase that is going to be in stone just kind of through the next area, you actually see that there's these, you get a slight shimmer of these little tiny threads that are across the way, and you see that there are several of them over there and so you stop right before you're about to hit uh one of these so roll an investigation to see what this mm. trap is and if you can am i gonna have to do like the it. catherine zeta jones like oh uh, that's a yeah. seven but i'm gonna use my inspiration point do it 18 18 all right so from where you are you can see that each of these is connected to uh some sort of like uh spike or um a crossbow bolt that would shoot out if you were to uh, hit any of these. And so you're able to kind of backtrack into where the thread recesses into it and you're able to undo the mechanism and you do this to each of them and uh, you disable uh, four of these uh, little traps that would have been uh, if anybody else was leading, you're not sure anybody else would have seen it because it was just a, the right amount of luck and a- attention that you were paying hey, at the time. My paranoia pays off. How's that mage armor? I think I still have it. Nice. Six minutes left. <laughs> so it better not go longer than ten rounds. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. Uh, Summon shield. I got six minutes of mage armor. Let's do this. Uh, do we Nothing still want Deidre to go first? Nothing. Sure, I'm gonna go first. Sneaky. You gonna okay? You gonna try and sneak in? Yeah, why not? I'll cast haste on Deidre. Ooh, what does that do? So you have 
so much for one minute you have a plus two bonus to ac your speed is doubled um you have advantage on dexterity saving throws and uh you gain an additional action on your turn so Deidre, as soon as Biscuit touches you and imbues you with the haste spell, you feel this rush of energy and you you slam open the door. Just as that happens, you see that uh, in the room, all of these, uh, all the light in the room becomes uh, bright red. You see that there is a uh, wizard who is standing uh, back to you and he uh, turns around as he sees you and he's uh, very shocked and very surprised. And I want to surprise uh, him and stab him. And stab Dab away! Make a roll! Well, so two things. Because uh, I one of the things that I have is, talking about my fast hands, is that I can use my cunning action um, to take the use an object action. Okay. So I would like to attempt, if I might, uh, to use that vial of nasty that I've got and chuck it at him with my fast hands before I make my attack. Go ahead and roll an attack roll. Okay. Or a, uh, a ranged attack. Uh, 16. 16. All right. That will hit. And that's going to do... Uh, why don't you roll a, a d6 there? Uh, four. So the uh, it smashes on his face, and clearly he was not expecting that, and uh, it begins to burn. As you're uh, coming up closer now, you can see that uh, his skin is uh pale and uh his eyes sunken down into his skull and they uh almost uh have like a red bloodshot appearance to them his fingers are uh twisted and long and uh blackened on the ends of them much like mitch mcconnell's weirdly oh. a few weeks ago <laughs> um, <laughs> He he uh, hisses as you get close, and now you can uh, make your uh, melee attack. I stab, stab. Um, stab, stab. Stab, stab with my rapier. Uh, it's going to be a 14 to hit. 14 will hit. 5 plus 7, so 12 damage. Okay. And then with the haste spell, I can make another attack. And that's going to be a 22 to hit. That is going to hit. And that's going to be seven damage. Do I, I don't get my sneak on this one, right? It would just be the first one. Once per turn. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. That's going to be my turn. I am there. I'm engaged with him. All right. Uh, you got him uh, real good there. Um, and uh, he was not expecting that. And he hiss and uh, kind of... Uh, roll initiative. Dirty 20. <laughs> 22, baby! Eight. My 18 looks not that great this time. We have an order, so first is going to be Yenny. Alright. String to rage, baby. I mean, how how far away from the door to the wizard? Pretty pretty doable, right? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. It's then not I'm a big space. Just literally run in and jump up with the axe and just like, ah, rage at them. Uh, 18 to hit. That will hit. Sweet. The damage will be eight damage. Awesome. So you come up, you land a, you land an awesome hit. Now your second attack, right? Uh, yes. Twenty to hit. Sweet. That's gonna hit. Just four on this one. 
two chops. All right, boom, boom. And uh, he is uh, not doing well. You de guys definitely got the surprise on him. I'm going to use an additional bonus action to do Frenzy, um, which turns after this one, I can make another bonus melee uh, weapon attack for the duration of the rage. So that'll that'll take a effect next time. Yes, next All time. All right. All right, Deidre, you uh, are right up in the in the scrum here, right up with Yenny and Drodos here. So since we're now flanking, I have advantage. I'm gonna stab him. Okay, There's gonna go be a bit it. of a theme here with the stabbing. Uh, that'll be a 24 for the first attack, and that'll be eight plus 11, so 19 damage. And then second attack Ooh. is 20 to hit, six. My cunning action, I'm going to disengage. I'm trying to find, like, if there's somewhere I can, like, something I can hide behind real quick and then, like, pop out real quick. But stick close. Sure, there's, there's, there's plenty of, uh, you know, fancy uh, deuses and um, holders of magical items that he has. I'm going to hide behind a deus. Now it is Arx's turn. All right, Arx is going to uh, cast Hex. Okay. On Mr. Red Wizard. And then I will agonizing blast him. Just to show that I'm not lying. I got a critical on that one. Ooh! <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Nat, wow. Nat 20 plus 6. <laughs> so wow. tw 26 to hit. Um, oh, man! And it was an agonizing blast, so it's going to add my charisma modifier. So 14 damage total, uh, 7 of which is necrotic damage. So what is the manifestation of agonizing blast? Is it just like... Uh... It's it's uh, Eldritch Blast, but then it adds. Uh, it's got my charisma behind it, so it's like a, it's a little extra willpower like behind a, it. Is like a, I look at it, but like a beam of yeah. energy. Yeah. So Eldritch Blast is a crackling a beam of crackling energy. So I figured that, right. but a little bit bigger with some light. Mm. All right. So you do that, and uh, you see that uh, he stumbles back, kind of falls to his uh, knees there, suddenly, kind of out of nowhere. Uh, for a moment, you feel like time kind of slows down and kind of locks into place. You see that he stands up. He begins to uh, cast all these spells that go into effect on himself. And you see that creates a, a force field around himself. You see that he, he duplicates himself and there's several images of himself there. He pulls out a flask and he drinks it really fast. And he snaps his fingers again, and his skin, uh, ashen and uh, pale before, turns into this uh, rigid stone. Just as you guys are all there, as that happens, the flow of time begins again. He points his fingers out, and before the time that it unfreezes, uh, he kind of moved to kind of uh, line himself up. And when time unfreezes, he unleashes a bolt of lightning that strikes through uh, all five of you. So go ahead and roll a dexterity save. 15. 15. 26. 19. 18. All right, anybody 17 or lower? Yeah, I got 15. So did Igneous. If you saved, you take 13. If you failed, you take 26 damage. There. Igneous, it is your turn now. Jump out the window. Nope. All right. <laughs> Every episode. Summon another animal. Bye. <gasps> We're on the first floor. Why is he jumping out? I'm going to jump in there, attack him a bunch, and use Flurry of Blows. So 
hit twice with my quarter staff of bats and toads. First attack, oh, 10. Second attack, 17. All right, so you're you're hitting him, but in his new form with uh, the stone skin on him, the uh, it just seems to have no effect. It seems like you're just hitting uh, a rock with the quarterstaff. Hmm. What level do your hands become magical items? My hands are magical items. Oh, what a weird question! You said the quarterstaff was magical. <laughs> All right. Well, I will continue. Just because it can do use. something magical doesn't mean that it's magical. It is by definition magical. That's no, fine. that's it was not a druid staff. No, it's, it's magically stuff. But it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't have magic on its attacking properties. <laughs> I would like put the quarter staff behind me. This isn't working. I can't even hurt this guy, and I'll punch him with uh, the flurry of blows. He goes hit twice. <laughs> that's right. You can't harm me. 10 with one punch and 18 with the second punch. The first one, he steps out of the way. The second one, he goes, ha, 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 and you hit him. And he goes, oh, oh, ow, gosh. <laughs> All right, roll damage. Eight. Great. And he, he kind of is uh, shocked, too, that you're uh, a- we're able to punch him and hurt him. And uh, he's, ah, dang it. I'll put my dukes up and, like, moving around in a threatening manner. <laughs> All right, so, Biscuit, it is your turn. All right, uh, I'm going to say... Hey, ugly! You don't deserve to be a wizard. And I'll cast magic missile at him. Uh, and this is gonna be at um, this is gonna be at second level. So I cast uh, four darts. Awesome. Uh, so it goes. Uh, one of your blasts goes, and it hits uh, one of the uh, duplicates. You have four bolts, though, right? So you could like I got four, hedge so your I'm bets. Gonna, I'm gonna try to. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Each one of them is gonna be because it's going to hit. So I'm basically just yeah. trying to eliminate the duplicates. All right, so if, let's see, uh, if there's uh, three duplicates and him, right? So one of them is going to hit him. So go ahead and roll 1d4, and then all of the other ones uh, disappear. I'll, I'll, I'll do two of the darts in the middle. All right, so it's what, five total? Five, five total. But the other duplicates should disappear. Yeah, so the other ones uh, disappear. So now he's just left, We you guys know... Uh, who the right one is. There you go! Get him! Alright, Yenny, it is your turn. Let's just go straight for uh, attacks. Right to the face, if, yeah. uh, if possible. Okay. Oh no! Seven for the first one. Mm. No good. Alright, next one up. Ten. Misses. Third attack. Little frenzy bonus attack. Alright, fifteen. Oh, that will hit. Oh, yeah. Eight. So maybe not to the face, but maybe like the shin. All right. Uh, you uh, attack again this time. Uh, it seems like the uh, the stone skin has uh, lessened your attack's uh, ability there, which it still does something there. Deidre. So I've been hiding um, behind my mm-hmm. deus. The days. Deus. Mm-hmm. Um... And so I'm going to snap back out. Then I'm going to just uh, run up and stab so we're flanking. Ooh, crit. Ooh. Nice. Uh, 27 to hit. That's going to be 17 damage. I don't roll my sneak bonus twice, right? Or do I? You it, it, do yeah, you do. 
You, you roll your dice twice. Yeah. Oh, snap. 31, 39 damage. Describe your victory. Like literally just like pops her little head up and rushes over and is just like like Mark of Zorro like sink 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 down his front and uh, and uh, and for good measure as she's in her final flourish uh, she chops off his pinky finger too. <laughs> Signature move. All right. <laughs> Again, having to like stab it multiple times so that the rapier can. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. She's gonna put a all pinky right. cut and edge on that. That thing. gruesome display, all of the magical energies and uh, protections that he had on himself fade away, and his lifeless, pale. Uh, corpse is lying there, uh, bleeding now in this uh, in this wizard's tower. Yeah! High five! High five! High five! Uh, oh, I, uh, okay. Well done, Put Deirdre. My hand out. Nice job. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna feel real tired right about now. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't feel tired at all. And I just uh, kind of slump. It's yeah. You get that uh, two o'clock in the afternoon post lunch like coffee wearing crash. off. Yanni, do you think you could? Could you carry me up? I'm a little tuckered out. It, it just, uh, you're, you're just tired for a minute. No, nah, I'm taking a nap. I'm taking a nap. Once my frenzy ends, I get hit with one level of exhaustion, so I'm probably no good to carry you. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take I'll take some time with my super high perception still because it lasts an hour uh, uh-huh. to look around and be like. What do I see? Do I see any spell scrolls? Do I see any? Oh, I'm, I'm also looking for um, little mushroom people, like other mushroom people that might be around. All right. So you see uh, that there's actually a whole table of uh, like weird looking trinkets on there. You suspect that whatever magic was on there might be on there, too. And um, you find that there's this uh, strange looking kind of curved wand that is on that table, too. And you just kind of uh, pick it up and kind of tap it on each of the things. And as you do, like they turn back into these little tiny uh, mushroom uh, uh, people (laughs) that are just kind of all kind of table sized. And they're like, oh. Thank you. You saved us. Yay. <laughs> and they, they come up and they give you a big hug. Hello, Silas. Yay. Yay. That evil wizard is dead. And uh, uh, you, you can go back to the, the town. We're going to have a ethereal plane celebration. Anything else good around here, uh, Biscuit? Yes. There's uh, a, a plethora of uh, gems and components and things that would be super useful for uh, spell making and spell. Um, <laughs> you're, you're just like a kid in a candy store. I mean, he just has kind of like everything that you might uh, kind of want. He's got, you know, obsidian and hematite oh, and yeah. azurite and eye agate, all these different uh, onyx and topaz and emeralds. You see that he has uh, kind of in a, a wardrobe. Um, he opens up. He has a couple of um, scrolls in there. Um, he has a, a fireball scroll, mm. and he has an identify scroll, Ooh. and he has a um, Leoman's uh, hut. Okay. The robes that he was wearing seemed kind of magical. I'll take the robes. 
Uh, can somebody help me carry some of this? <laughs> Cause I... Yeah, I'll help you out. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can take the gems. I'll take the scrolls and stuff. I'm already carrying Deidre. Okay. Uh, as well, uh, in uh, in this one box, uh, you see that there's um, this cloak that's uh, kind of like this black cloak. Um, but it, on closer inspection, it seems like it has this um, like uh, kind of rough like camel hair uh, type of yeah. look to it. You find uh, a dagger as well that um, on it looks like it has this little uh, carving or engraving on the handle that kind of looks like uh, a mosquito. And then curiously on the very bottom of it, you find uh, two of these uh, kind of large hula hoop type rings. And there's <laughs> two of them. And they're both in this box here. Didn't didn't XX Bloody Heart have those? Yeah. I'll I'll take I'll hang on to those till we figure out what they're gonna be. I, I can I can identify a lot of this stuff tomorrow. Um yep. but uh Deidre you you had the killing blow on, on this guy. So do you want to take this dagger? It seems sort of up your alley. Okay, just put it in my bag. And so uh, with that, you're able to kind of gather the uh, mushroom children, the little sporlings that were there, and you meet up with the other one that you uh, saved, transformed from uh, a chest. You uh, leave the tower, uh, meet back up with uh senio head back to the village it's it's joy as it's re as you reunite uh these people that they thought were lost bring them in and uh they're they're very grateful after uh you know congratulating you and everything they um say please uh, take take these shiny objects um flesh bones you you deserve them they are for you as a as a reward for ridding ridding our our forest of of that horrible horrible thing Thank you. We'll take all of them. If you'd like, it is a tradition for us to uh, visit the ethereal plane and let's do it. They uh, they they all begin to uh, sit down, kind of get comfortable and uh, kind of uh, relax a little bit. They begin to uh, kind of concentrate and close their eyes. Out of them, these magical spores uh, leave their uh, leave. Uh, out of their uh, gills and it kind of floats in the air the way that like uh, um, uh, fireflies would and it kind of uh, creates this uh, ambient environment and you guys begin to uh, uh, kind of blink a lot and you see that uh, it, visions of colors and sounds that you uh, hadn't heard before and don't really understand begin to uh, kind of show in front of you and uh, kind of like begin- that scene in Avatar with all those little floaty things Yes, yes. For, and for the kids yes. to understand. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's like like, it's like a bunch of floating, glowing things. Yeah, and so for a little while you're you're you just kind of and uh, all of a sudden this, moody uh, blues spectacle. start playing. Oh, Have you ever like looked at your paws though? Like really looked at them. <laughs> I, I don't have paws. I mean, I, I never really. Oh my gosh, I have paws. What the heck is going on? <laughs> I just, I just uh, think it's a shame that we just don't ever really see each other, right? I mean, we we don't we see each other, but we don't really see each other. You know, just feel like we're so disconnected. 
you all begin to see these uh, strange shapes and forms and uh, uh, people that appear and animals that kind of appear in there. And Yenny, really strangely to you, you very clearly kind of see this vision of um, a young woman who um, kind of has uh, fire at, uh, coming off of her hair and off of her hands. You see that she becomes engulfed in it and then bursts out of that uh, as an uh, older but still young adult. And you just uh, feel this strange connection as you see this vision there. And the rest of you continue to have, a, have this strange experience and eventually the air clears of the spores and uh, you are able to kind of regain your senses. But now after having this experience, maybe feel more connected in a way you didn't know you would have before. Whoa. Right. Uh, well, thank you for your hospitality. This has been an experience. Uh, I'm glad we did that after. Wait, I just heard what you what you were saying, but you your lips weren't moving. I think <laughs> my my lips weren't moving. Hold on, I'm I'm gonna think something real hard and see if you can hear what I'm thinking. Okay. No. Well, this has been lovely, uh, but we do have some obligations, so thank you, goodbye. I'm looking forward to uh, sleeping in an actual bed. Uh, Yenny's going to go up to the elder, the like main elder, and go like, thank, thank you for the fire lady, and then give him the stone pinky from the wizard <laughs> as a gift. Yes. I love Yenny. <laughs> thank you. This is a treasured treasured item they will uh take uh their hand and you see that they uh pull a piece of their finger off and they give it to you and they say please in equal exchange (laughs) awesome (laughs) so now you have a uh mushroom finger (laughs) good thing they gave you the finger Hello, listeners of The Roll Table. This is Jeff, your DM for Season 4. Thank you for listening along to our podcast. Wanted to take a minute to shout out again. Every week we shout out a local bookstore or gaming store. And I want to shout out Verbatim Books in North Park here in San Diego. If you're a San Diego native, you know North Park's the coolest, hippest place to be. And the coolest bookstore is Verbatim Books. It's right there, 30th and University. Uh, right there in North Park. You can check them out. It's verbatimbooks.com, verbatim-books.com. So check them out, and if you're in town, stop by and pick up a new book. Tell us about your local game store or bookstore. We'll give them a shout-out here on the announcements on our Twitter. It's at Rolled Table. I want to plug our friend Matt Messerman. He plays Branch and Oryx in this season. I want to plug a mini-podcast he's doing with his daughter, Savannah, it's called Wise Folk. It's a fun little podcast where they talk about things and and explore the world together. Wise Folk, but it's W-H-Y-S-F-O-L-K. So it sounds like wise, like I am wise, but it's wise folk. If you want to support our podcast, the best thing you can do is rate and review. We love those five-star reviews, but the rating and reviewing is what we need. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Rolled Table. 
You can also join our Discord server. We have a lot of fun on there. It's uh, I'm on there all the time. We discuss stuff with fans. We show artwork. We kind of discuss what's happening in the podcast world and behind the scenes. So it's a great place to get in on the ground floor of what we're doing. The music in the episode brought to you by Weston Gardner of Arcane Anthems. You can support him on Patreon with Arcane Anthems. Chris Daly does all of our amazing art. If you're not subscribed to him on Patreon, you got to get on there. He's Dungeon Heads on Patreon. So go and check out his awesome art. You can use some for free for your next character there at Dungeon Heads on Patreon. If you have questions, you want to get in contact with us, it's Knights of the Roll Table at gmail.com. We know, we know, there are so many DD actual play podcasts out there. And we thank you so much for listening to our little podcast. We love doing it, and we're so glad that you're listening. Now, go out, especially if you have that second vaccine done, and make life an adventure. He gestures his hand, and these immense walls of fire come uh, ignite uh, behind you and to the side of you and to the top of you and fill up the entirety of the cave all around you. He says, Um, uh, time to die. And uh, (laughs) everybody, go ahead and roll initiative. That's a four. Eleven. Fourteen. I also got 14. 12. All right, so first up is uh, Gekish. Gekish. <laughs> Gekish comes up and he says, uh, he kind of turns to you guys and goes, guys, don't worry, I've, I've fought with this guy before. And look, I, I turned out fine, okay? He turns around and he uh, waves his hand kind of in the air and he uh, generates some magic spears that come out of nowhere they launch up and they um, come up and they they land in Gohal and he kind of goes is that the best you have Gekish (laughs) Gekish goes we'll see after that it is now Sarsis turn right listen you lot we've been through a lot of crazy stuff together and I'll be damned if today is the last day that I get to fight alongside all of you alright so give them all you've got and I'm going to cast Motivational Speech um, that basically I address my allies and everybody gets five temporary hit points and Whoa. you have advantage on wisdom saving throws. And if you are hit by an attack, you have advantage on the next attack roll that you make. Cool. Uh, so that's going to be my main action and that's, uh, that's going to do me. I think I'm good. Okay. You see that Gohal uh, generates this giant flaming scimitar out of the black smoke uh, cast around him. And he uh, swings it around and then comes down at Gekish and is going to hit him. Gekish is partially pinned underneath it and the flames begin to burn him and he uh, kind of screams, goes, Oh God, God, burn it up! Pulls up the sword, prepares for another swing down and with that it is uh carver's turn oh boy um if only he was wearing his wool coat but somebody made him take that up i would have had resistance (laughs) i say i say we we need definitely to up up our game amp up our game and uh 
out of my little component in my forearm, uh, uh, the carver's forearm component will open up, and these little floating carved uh, mechanical jellyfish will go over and go over to Deleth and and kind of wrap around him, and then Deleth uh, enlarges uh, twice his size to um, to a large size from a medium size, and he is considered enlarged. Yay! Arr! Thanks for buffing me up, brother. Alright, it is Della's turn. Alright. Uh, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go with Insightful Fighting. Um, so that's an insight check against Charisma on um, I forget his name. Bo- Bohal's? Gohal. Go- Gohal. Uh, you roll uh, Charisma and try and beat an 18. Uh, he beats that. Ooh. Oh, all right then. Uh, Genie, nothing happens. Genies are very charismatic. Got it. I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and pull a Mario and just like leverage myself off some rock and kind of jump at him. Do it. Nine. All right. So uh, you leverage up, and uh, just as you're uh, kind of coming up, he bats his offhand down and slaps you right out of the air, and you. F- fall back and into the rocks. So you take eight damage from the fall because of his Afriti uh, flame touch. You're going to take four points of fire damage and you are uh, going to be on fire now. So you will take fire damage unless you take time to put the fire out that's on you. Got it. Uh, can I use uncanny dodge to sort of um, reduce some of the non-fire damage? Yeah, let's cut it in half and say that you're able to like get the um, your dodge. You're able to kind of get the fire off of you. And uh, with that, he uh, takes another turn because he can do that. And so he uh, is going to swing down right at Dell. That'll be a twenty-nine to hit. So I assume that that hits. <laughs> sure does. And uh, again, his giant flaming scimitar comes down and partially crushes you under the sand, and um, you take 20 damage uh, from this. And he again lifts it up. And it is now Jarek's turn. That hurt, brother. Run away. (laughs) Hollywood Hulk Hogan. (laughs) When Dell gets enlarged, he turns into Randy Savage. (laughs) Pretty much, yep. Alright, well, as my bonus action, I'm going to drop a Hexblade's Curse on him, which means I crit on a 19, and I add my proficiency to damage rolls, and I'd heal should we kill him. And then I'm going to attack him twice with my supercharged up weapon. Okay. Uh, Because of sacred weapon, it's going to be plus 14 to hit, plus 13 to hit. First attack, 23. Hits. That's going to be 12 damage. Okay. And then I'm going to attack him again. 17. Misses. Ugh. All right. Well, 12 damage. And I'm going to stand there right in front of him. Hey, uh, chisel attack. Okay. Uh, with a 21. Hits. 10 force damage. All right. He bats at it. It clearly uh, is bothering him a little bit. All right. It is Branch's turn. Branch is going to cast Conjure Minor Elementals. And he is going to make a gargoyle appear, and he will say, uh, Hello, Mr. Gargoyle, thank you for coming. Uh, please kill the uh, the big uh, genie guy. Oh, nice. 
You want me to kill him? You want me to kill him? Yeah, uh, yes, please. Kill him. Kill him, uh, stop him, uh, hurt him, whatever it takes. Do not let him hurt my friends or me. Uh, then Branch is going to turn into a cave bear. Gohal uh, lets out another big laugh. Ha 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 A summoner as well. And he uh, pulls up his hand as if he's pulling something out from the ground. And around the gargoyle, one, two, three, four, five, six, um, six foot tall flaming elementals uh, surround the gargoyle, begin to uh, attack uh, the gargoyle as he goes. And again, uh, he's going to swing, and this time he is going to go for uh, Branch. Bear That's going to be uh, 31 to hit. Hmm, let me see if that is going to hit my bear. Wait, six fire elementals? The the six fire elementals are going after the gargoyle, and then the 31 is to hit with the, his giant scimitar. Yeah. But but big, full-size fire elementals. Yeah. Six, six, six feet tall fire yes. elements. That's what he said, yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> Just to give you the scale, they're not like little tiny fire elements. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so I'm going to just... The, the 31's going to hit me. All right, and, and you'll take uh, 28 damage as it the, the sword just crushes <laughs> oh you down and um, you get uh, lifted uh, back up on you. And uh, it's, Gekish's, it's Gekish's turn. And uh, he begins to swirl both of his hands, and he shoots uh, more spears of magical energy um, that come up. They're they're heading right towards him, and Gohal just kind of glares at them, and they the magic just kind of stops, and they uh, turn around, and they all shoot back uh, at each of you, and so each of you takes um, five damage, five magic damage. It is Sarsa's turn. Right. Well, I don't like this guy. I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to do spiritual weapon. And I'm going to cast that as a third level spell. And then a sacred flame. Uh, Spiritual weapon is going to be 21 to hit as a melee attack. That hits. 12 damage plus 3. So 15 damage is what that's going to hit him for. Okay. And he has to make a dex save. 18. 18 will save, so I miss him. But now I have my spiritual weapon! Yay! Gohal uh, takes back his scimitar again and uh, swings it down, and this time he's going to uh, swing again, or maybe for the first time, at Sarsa. And that'll be an even 30 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Yeah, real lucky. You take take 10 damage. This is just melee damage. Uh, I do have a reaction as my Tempest Domain where um, I get to thunderously rebuke him, so he has to make a dex save. 13. That'll miss, and he's going to take 7 lightning damage. The uh, lightning comes up the sword and it uh, shocks his hand as normally you would see that the lightning embraces you know a whole person this one only seems to kind of uh, go up his arm and stop there it is Carver's turn you're next so Carver is going to pull out his um, large uh, knife and uh, out of one of his um, fingers a small red um, mechanical snake is going to kind of wrap around it 
and I'm casting Branding Smite, which is a bonus action. Um, it kind of like infuses and the, the knife starts to glow. And then I kind of pull back and throw it, uh, making an attack at... Uh, I throw the knife and make an attack at, um, at uh, the guy. All right, do it. 24 to hit. That'll hit. And that'll be 7 piercing damage. And then it comes back to me. Awesome. And then and then extra attack, I, th- I okay. hit him, uh, throw it at him again. 23 to hit. That'll hit. And that's an extra 9 points. Okay. And then it comes back to me again. Then Chisel uh, will also attack uh, another Force Empowered Rend. And that's a 19 to hit. That'll miss. Oh, darn. <laughs> Great, so the uh, knife comes up and slashes at him, and you see that uh, where, like, normally, like, uh, blood would come out, um, that it's just kind of this fiery ash that kind of comes and pours out of him. Now it is Delta's turn. (laughs) Um, Does he look in any way affected by what we're doing to him? Uh, Roll an intelligence check, just straight up intelligence. Okay. Uh, Fifteen. He's so massive that it's it, it's like toothpicks. Uh, you know, the spears are toothpicks. You know, it's um, his his sheer size. Uh, you know, is really I think making it hard to really think that you're doing anything. But you, I mean, the the hits that have landed, he has he's winced at and noticed them. He's not impervious, right? So it has been affecting. Him. It has been affecting him. But how much? Sure. If I step on a right. thumbtack, sure, it hurts. Is it going to kill me? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It take a lot of thumbtack, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining you have a sheet with, like, the number 300, and you're just subtracting these small numbers from it. And it's like, oh, boy. Okay, uh, I'm just going to yell out at everybody, like, I think we might be outmatched here, everyone. We might want to reconsider and come up with plan B. While yelling that out, I'm still going to go with insightful fighting. Um, and I'll do another insight check against his charisma. Oh yeah, twenty-three. Okay, you get in, you get the insight. You are incited. Perfect. Uh, so if successful, I can use sneak attack for one minute, even with no advantage. Okay. Uh, cool. So I will indeed uh, sort of. I don't know if I was like on my back or anything, or or just kind of pick myself back mm-hmm. up and like lunge at him again with my rapier. <sighs> Oh. Nope. <laughs> oh no! Oh, man, Gohal uh, sticks his sand, his sand sticks his sword in the sand with uh, both of his hands. Uh, shoots out several gigantic fireball spells, and they uh, impact near each of you. They uh, engulf all of you in these fiery explosions. So everybody on the field is going to take uh, 51 fire damage. As he as he levels, he just blasts it down. Uh, you can roll for the half on the dexterity saving throw. Question. Yes. Does he also attack the gargoyle? And if so, since it's a fireball, does it also attack all the little dudes around him? Yes. It okay. hits all of them, but they are immune right. to fire, so they like it. <laughs> the spell save DC is 17, so if you get better than a 17, it's How half. much damage are we taking? 
51. And this is fire damage. Correct. So I have a resistance to fire damage. Yes. So then I would take 25. Yes. Uh, I'm going to cast Absorb Elements. Okay. Uh, So I will also have resistance to that, and I absorb some of the fire. Branch is... uh, The gargoyle is massively hit, but not down. Branch is knocked out of being a cave bear and turned into himself, and then takes a bunch of damage on top of that. Okay. All right. It is Jarek's turn. Well, Jarek is super burned, considering his life choices, and... He raises up a hand with his hand that's holding a shield and says, Question! What's it like to be such a pathetic, lonely fool that nobody wants to hang out with you, even with all of this power? And he'll cast Compel Duel as a bonus action, which will compel the... Creature Gohal, uh, actually Gohal makes a wisdom saving throw to resist being compelled to attack Jared. Uh, five. He is drawn to attack Jared, compelled by my divine demand, and he has disadvantage on attack rolls against creatures other than me, and must make a wisdom, wisdom saving throw each time he attempts to move to a space that's more than 30 feet away from me. What's... I'm not going anywhere. So basically just like disadvantage if anybody else attacks. And then I'll do some attacking. Come on, attacking. Come on, crits. I'm sure we're almost there. 28. 28 to hit. That'll hit. It's going to be 13 damage. Attacking again. Oh, I rolled an 18, so that's 31 to hit. That'll hit. That's 12 damage, and I will also might. Alright, so adding 3d8 for smite damage, that's gonna do another 13 radiant damage. He, for the first time, looks very annoyed, and he uh, looks right down at you and he says I have cleaned dirt off my shoe that bothered me more than you. That's a dumb thing to say. He says, I've smashed (laughs) bugs that are stronger than you. And he uh, swings down at you in a series of repeated blows. Um, 35 to hit, 22 to hit, 41 to hit. Jeez. I assume... Well, I will cast shield 41? and block the second one, but that won't be high enough to... And it'll keep working, but it won't be high enough to block the first and the third one. Okay, so the first and the third... And uh, he swings it down and crushes you with uh, one, and it does 34 damage. And he lifts it up, and you manage to roll out of the way, and he misses down on the ground. And then he uh, turns it right side up and tries to uh, stab down again and hits you and pins you under again uh, for another 34 damage. Uh, Believe it or not, that will make me unconscious. All right. And uh, as he lifts up um, the blade, you guys see that uh, Jarek is no longer standing, and, is, and he lifts that up, and you guys don't, no longer uh, see Jarek standing. And it is Branch's turn. Okay. So, technically speaking, I lost concentration when I got hit for a bunch of damage, so the gargoyle would have gone away, but he never got a chance to attack, which he would have before that. So... 
I'm gonna. So is it cool if the gargoyle attacks and then I and then he just disappears? Sure. So he's just gonna. I think. I think the gargoyle would be smart enough to attack the ones in front of him. Okay. So he's gonna try to go through them basically. So whichever one is directly between him and Gohal, he's gonna do that. He's gonna start by biting him. Okay. This is a multi attack. Um. So that's twelve to hit. Okay. Uh, misses. And then he'll claw, and that's a nine to hit. Misses as well. So useful. And then he goes poof. Hey, guys, uh, we should not be here. Uh, he'll say to uh, Gohal, Hey, uh, Gohal, uh, could we stop fighting? <laughs> uh, he, he looks over <laughs> and says... <laughs> <laughs> then Branch is going to uh, cast uh, Guardian of Nature, uh, and he will do it as the Great Tree form. Wait, Branch turns into a giant tree? Basically. Now he's the a branch of the... He's the whole tree now. He's not just the branch. Yep. And doesn't say anything about, like, being extra damaged by fire or anything, so I'm going to assume that's not the case. Yeah, trees never uh, burn. Right. Well, he's a living tree, so it'd be harder to burn. Okay. Um, and then with my bonus action, I'm going to use Nimble Escape and Hide. So walk me through this. You just turned into a tree, and <laughs> now you're attempting... Life. Okay. You're yeah. tree-like. I have I have bark skin, I cut okay. leaves for her, sure. and now I'm hiding. You're like Groot. Okay. Yeah. Or if you prefer, I hide and then I do that. But he can still move. Okay. All these tree bark is around is around you, making <laughs> it hard. But but he doesn't know where you are. Probably not very good. Uh, where's my stealth, 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 stealth? Uh, that's a ten. All right. Um, so it is uh, Gekish's turn. He tries again, and you see now um, a bunch of magic. He starts uh, hurling, and just all of this uh, energy starts flowing at him. Just as it's starting to uh, kind of shine and reflect and, and kind of bother Gohal, he reaches down uh, and his his whole arm and hand erupts into flame and expands into this giant claw, picks him up. You can see just like crushing a moth and rolling the guts around inside of the hand. He does that to him. You just see like uh, this sand uh, just fall out of his hand. Gekish is no longer uh, among you. He's no longer lucky. Uh, it is Sarsa's turn. You know, I, I rather like that guy. I'm, I'm a little nervous here, guys. Are, are, we, are we going down today? We did all this for what? Little girl? Little Iso? Uh, I'll smack it in with my spiritual weapon, so that's gonna be an 18 to hit. Misses. And as it, um, comes up to him, uh, it, it does hit him, but he, uh, takes it, even though it is magic in its form, he twists it and breaks it, and the magic fizzes away, and so your spiritual weapon is, is no more. This is a bad day, you guys. Um, well, let's double down. Uh, I'm gonna rush him and I'm gonna do Inflict Wounds as a level four spell. Okay. Ten. That'll miss. Cool. 
Oh, that's my turn. Swing and a miss. All right. Gohal the Brutal uh, takes another turn. And um, just as before, um, sets his sword down into the sand and again unleashes uh, a flurry of fireballs um, that overlap and concentrate um, on all of you. And each of them... Uh, as they go. So you can go ahead and make your dex saves. It'll be 46 damage on a fail and 23 on a success. All right, it is Carver's turn. Um, Chisel is going to fly down, and one of her actions is to repair, and she can actually repair me for some hit points. So I'm going to a construct or an item. I'm going to gain six hit points. I'll use a bonus action to cast Branding Smite again. Attack twice with this knife. Throwing at it. So 15 will probably miss. Miss. 22. Hits. <laughs> so 11. 11. All right, the knife uh, flings out. It uh, uh slices him again and um, returns to you. Uh, Carver's gonna say, we need to leave. Gohal says, it's too late for that. He is going to uh, swing at you, Carver, with his giant sword. Uh, That'll be a 31 to hit. Uh, So that'll be 20 damage to you. Carver's unconscious. And again, the sword coming down and uh, something about him being able to detect the fallen foe, he just digs it a little deeper into the ground uh, as if um, squishing a bug with a stick just mashing it down um, out of pure brutality and uh, he lifts it back up and it's Dell's turn Um, (laughs) I I actually uh, forgot to mention uh, I, I I failed my dodge, so um, let's just say when the gulfs inflame me uh, uh, or uh, completely engulf me, um, you just hear me yell out, This was my favorite code! Oh no! (laughs) And then I'm unconscious. Uh, He's going to take another turn then. Is Sarsa still up? Yep. Sarsa is still up and Branch is still up, so he's going to take another turn. He's going to, uh, again with his giant hand, uh, Branch, you tried to hide behind like some rocks that were there. Um, he reaches down and he simply moves them all out of the way with his um, giant enlarged uh, hand and uh, sees you in your tree form there and swings uh, 32 to hit. That's going to hit. Okay. So it'll be 31 damage uh, to Branch. 31 damage. Oh, yeah, Branch is knocked out. So we'll dig uh, again uh, down and um, pulls up his sword again, looks down upon Sarsa, the only one left standing, and uh, again will hold his sword with two hands and swing down uh, upon her for uh, 35 to hit. No. With that, Sarsa, again, is is mashed beneath the soil. The last thing that you all hear uh, is the horrible uh, laugh of Gohal the Brutal as darkness overwhelms each and every one of you. 